back to back. Savvy's bringing it in with the Delaney Maple, my enemy, but my friend, a lover. Welcome to the podcast. Sandcast, how we doing this fine day? I'm doing good. Besides the rain, I can't complain. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. I know it's yeah. it's kind of nice. I feel cozy in here. I know. Like just it's nice in felt, here. It just felt right yeah. to be here today. I like rainy winter days. I uh, was on the phone with my mom and it's snowing in Maryland today. <laughs> And so uh, she goes, yeah, I'm just curled up by the fire with the dog reading. I was like, that sounds that awesome. Sounds we perfect. don't have fireplace. I was going to say, <laughs> fireplace sounds so nice. We were like curled up by our little space heater today. Like, oh, this is like a nice little fire. Space heater. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to, trying to make it work. But That's fireplace funny. sounds nice. Hot tub sounds nice, too. That's what I'm yeah, a little sauna action about. today. Hit up the sauna. Yeah. Sauna ice bath was lovely. Oh, That's so nice. Do you guys do any of that stuff at USC? Yeah, we have a hot and a cold tub. Okay. Um, and then, well, we have two cold tubs and then one hot tub, and we do that a bunch, which is super nice and okay. saved me a lot of time. Because I always feel, days after I do the sauna and the cold tub, like, when I'm done, I'm like, there's nothing that could bother me today. Oh, no. Do you, you do, like, so five minutes, out. five minutes? How do you, like, what's what do you normally do? I do uh, 15 in the sauna and then five. And then, okay. and then after that, I'm pretty cold. So yeah. then I'll do 30 in the sauna and then five and then end on 15 and five. And wow, I 30 out. in That's the sauna. A long time. Yeah, I have a pretty high sauna tolerance from what I am told. <laughs> I don't know if I could sit in a sauna for that long. We might have some guest podcasters coming in. Hi, Nye. You guys want to say hi? <laughs> hi, cuties. Last guest. <laughs> so we have Tri's niece and his daughter, She's Naya, so in the studio. They did actually try send me a video the other day, and they were sitting in these chairs, and Naya goes, this is the podcast. Lil, tell me about your day on that microphone. <laughs> she was on it. You guys want to say hi? <laughs> I'm sure they can hear today. the laughing. I know. I'm sure they can. On mic. Yeah. <laughs> this is gonna be. This is excellent content. They're so funny. It's actually pretty funny because yesterday, after we recorded with Lexi, uh, Gabby, Tri's wife, was talking about how they've never had a babysitter. So, the, like, the five minutes that you spent inside was like, the first babysitting they've ever had. So, Delaney They're Maple, easy. They're fun. I've been trying to, it. I've been trying to, I'm like, Gabby, try, you know, like, if you ever need a babysitter, live down the street, love so kids, fun. love Naya, and so far, <laughs> so far, no luck, but, so wait, That's you guys so want to say hi? hi? This is, Del- hi. you guys met Delaney earlier, huh? We were hanging out in the fort earlier. <laughs> well, Nye has made an appearance on the podcast on our uh, five year anniversary episode. Did you really? Yeah. That's so funny. Nye was just sitting there drawing and every like 10 minutes. <laughs> they can definitely hear that. <laughs> well, I'll bring it inside. Good job, Aunt Sav. Sav with a good save. She's so funny. I love her. It was really funny when me and uh, Delaney, when we told everyone, that's going to get confusing. I know, you keep saying Delaney, (laughs) I'm like, what did I do? (laughs) When me and my Delaney announced to everyone that uh, Delaney was pregnant, Uh like two days later we played the Huntington AVP, Mm -hmm. 
And we had about 20 people volunteer to line up as babysitters. Oh my gosh, like, that's the one nice thing. Info. I feel like the beach community is so small that you're going to be able to always have someone yeah. that will be able to watch yeah. like, all and, the time. And Savvy was like, we'll watch him anytime. <laughs> and they live like two blocks from us. That's so, so funny. Like, all right, let us I know. I feel like Savvy would be the best babysitter ever too. Yeah, for, and especially because me and Evan have been friends for like eight years. Yeah. And so it'd be, so <laughs> it'd be easy. She's such a crack up. Yeah. That's awesome. But you're back at SC now. I am. How was your off season? It was good. It was definitely different. Obviously, we lost 13 people last year. Yeah. Um, out of a, I think we had 24 last year. So we lost a huge majority of the team. So it was definitely a different fall, but in the same time, it was so much fun. Like yeah. the crew we got in was awesome or is awesome. They're still there. Um, we have three like phenomenal transfers and they're yeah. also like great people. Um, and then we have seven freshmen who so have a really big freshman okay. class, but we love all of them. Like all of them, you could totally tell are so mature for their age and like they came in super prepared. Yeah. Like they've been working so hard and it's been a different experience, but in the same way, it's been so much fun. Like I've been telling everyone, like I was really not worried, but like I was scared cause I was like, Oh, it's going to be such a different experience. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a big shift. I lost like a lot of like my closest friends. I was just like worried. Oh, I'm not going to know a lot of people. But then within like the second week, I was like, this is going to be awesome. So it's been a blast. We had a super fun fall. We played with like nearly almost everybody, like everybody switched with each other. So that was really fun because I felt like I was growing in different ways that I haven't just like I split blocked with Jenna for a game and I was defending. And then it's like, you're doing so many different things, which is really nice because I feel like I'm experimenting in different ways that I haven't in the past, so yeah. it's been it's been a blast. Yeah. Well, who uh, who is new on the team this year? So out of our transfers, we have Jenna Johnson from FSU. Okay. Who, she's awesome. Um, Ashlyn Razik Pope from LSU. Um, she's a crack up. I like her. <laughs> she's and awesome. She's awesome. And Madison Shields from Pepperdine, who is oh, that's one right. of the strongest people I've she ever seen in my life. She is a bulldog. <laughs> yeah, she's awesome. And then we have seven freshmen from all over the country, which is really cool. We only okay. have. Two of them are from California, and the wow. other five are from, I think, Washington, Arizona, Texas, Florida, and then maybe one from somewhere else, but they're from all over, yeah. which is really cool. The game is getting so spread. Oh, my gosh. So I did, uh, so Tri did a podcast with Carly Khan when he was in Hawaii, mm-hmm. and so I transcribed that earlier this morning, and then I wanted to, I double-checked to make sure that she was actually the first AVP winner from mm-hmm. Hawaii, and she is, but Crazy. so the first through 2018... I mean, it was like 95% of the AVP champions who were women were from California. Wow. And since then, there's been Montana, South Dakota, so Arizona. Well, Betsy won from Arizona. But Louisiana. Louisiana. Kristen. Kristen, yeah, Kristen yeah. Um, and there were, I think, eight new either states or countries that won in the last two years. Oh, my god. And so you can see, that, and all of these are, are pretty young. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, Haley Harward from Arizona. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sponsel, um, Arizona. Sponsel's Arizona. Sponsel's yep. Arizona. Tina. Taryn, Tina. Tina. Yeah. <laughs> and so you can see that the game is starting to spread. I think that's yeah. a direct effect of the college game. Oh, absolutely. Just the training you guys get, and then you come out, and you're ready. I mean, you were, what, in high school when you got a fifth? Yeah, <laughs> that was, that was oh, super fun. Oh <laughs> that was a good experience. That was badass. <laughs> oh that was really fun. No kidding. Yeah. What was that like for you? That was, I think... We both just went in, me and I played with Minecraft, and we just went in with, like, super open minds. I don't think we had really any expectations at that point. It was yeah. more just, like, oh, my gosh, we qualified. That's so awesome. Because for that one, we qualified through, like, the point system when there were opens. Yeah. So it was, like, we played in a bunch of the Carlsbad ones because we're both from San Diego, so we were just really close. Um, but then there were some in L.A., so it was, like, the point system. 
And I think it ended up being the last tournament we played in. We had to win okay. to get that like first place bid to get a bid into Hermosa. And none of I don't at least I didn't I didn't know that that we needed to win that tournament to get it. So I remember winning, just thinking like, oh, we won an open, like so cool, such a cool experience. And then afterwards, we were like, oh my gosh, wait, we like we got the bid. <laughs> So we, I think we were just freaking out because we didn't have to play in the qualifier, which yeah. is always yeah. an awesome thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. I think we just went in with like no, no pressure, just wanted to play, obviously play our best game if we can and just have a blast. And I mean, that was probably one of the most fun days I've ever had playing volleyball. Okay. Like we had super, super fun wins, like three great wins that we like won one. And then we're like, okay, like it's so cool if we win two yeah. and then we won two. And then we were on stadium court, which was like the coolest experience ever. So, yeah. I mean, Meg is like such an incredible athlete, so it's just always fun playing next to her. So yeah. that was like definitely a pivotal moment of like, oh, I could do this. Like when I graduate, like this could be like something that's realistic. So I think that's like, that experience has like fueled me wanting to play post-college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Had you thought about what a professional career in volleyball might look like before that? I mean, yes and no. I think at that point, it's like, oh, it's so far in the future, right. like, which is so weird to think about now that I graduate in a year and a half. Like, yeah. That feels like I just did that last summer, which yeah. is so bizarre. But um, I think it's just like I was in year two of Only Beach. I'd played it, like indoor and beach both. So I think I was like getting into realizing that I'm only playing beach now. So I think I've always like thought about, you know, beach was finally getting bigger. All the AVPs were getting so much bigger. So... I think I thought about it, but not into the realm of like, once we got that, you know, we had that experience. It was like, oh, this could be something, which was, it was really cool. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. And you guys, your Torrey Pines High School is ridiculous. <laughs> Every time I go to like, did you guys play together? Mm-mm. No, I only right. played, I missed? played against them in a year for a year in college because of my fifth year. Okay. Yeah. So I would have missed them in both. But okay. Yeah. I missed each other by one you year. You went to Torrey Pines, right? Yeah. And yeah. Jaden. Whitmarsh went to Torrey Pines. Megan obviously was there. Yeah, we have like phenomenal players that play indoor in college too that are insane. There are some crazy athletes. And you were, what, the three-time Torrey Pines player? Two-time. Two-time. Well, I think just senior. I transferred, so I went to Great Oak my freshman, sophomore year in Temecula, and then I transferred junior, senior year. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, that high school is a powerhouse. Yeah, it was awesome. (laughs) That's crazy. Led by Brennan Dean. He's one of the best. Yeah. yeah. Were you a volleyball player like whole life? Not really. No one in my family ever played volleyball. Okay. So I practically tried, like, every sport until volleyball, just realizing, like, okay, I should probably use my height. I could try so many sports. I tried soccer. Like, I hated shin guards. I tried, like, (laughs) everything. Um, And then I started playing indoor, I want to say in third grade. My best friend still to this day, Marley Preston, she and her mom, well, her mom was her coach, um, and they were just playing, and they were like, if you ever want to come, just come to a practice, Um, like, you're more than welcome. So I just showed up one day and I was like, all right, I'll try. And then from then I was like stuck and I never played anything else. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been, I don't know how many years since third grade. When did, <laughs> when did you, what year did you stop playing indoor? And then did you guys work with obviously Mike when, so because when I was there, the beach program was just kind of starting and I was more of an indoor focus. So yeah. I was doing both. So when did you guys switch to uh just beach focus. I mean, you did high school yeah. indoor the whole time, but I when played, did you stop playing yeah, club I played indoor? indoor? So I played from whatever, August to November, like all of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I quit club. I played my freshman year. And then okay. um, I was beach only sophomore. Just club beach. Senior. Yeah. 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 Which was That's really nice. so cool that you had the option to be beach only. Mm-hmm. That feels totally. like a relatively new thing, but yeah. now it's becoming so normalized. Oh yeah. And I feel like in that moment, it was also 
not that normalized. Like I remember they were one me. of the first ones to yeah, like stop playing indoor. Totally. I feel like and like just Brooke go all Buckner, beach. Brooke Buckner and I were like the two that we both played indoor together, and then we both went beach only. And I remember like it felt kind of weird because everyone else was still playing indoor, and like I knew I probably could have kept playing. And then, I don't know, it felt weird at the time, but, like, now it's so normalized. Like, yeah. everybody, it, you, you pretty much figure it out, like, 7th, 8th yeah. grade, and then yeah. people are, in high school, you figure out, like, what you're doing. So. Yeah. yeah. Would true. you uh, would you recommend people to go just straight beach early, or do you feel like your multi-sport background was a big help? I, I loved indoor. I thought yeah. indoor, like, taught me so much, and I've always thought, like, the players that played indoor for a while went into the beach are just way more aggressive players. I feel like they know a lot about, like, the team – because you don't really have that huge like team component in high school, and then you get mm-hmm. thrown into a team sport in college. Yeah. So I think for the girls that never experienced that with indoor, it might be like a different thing that they weren't like usually like normalized to. Yeah. So I've loved it. I've always thought it really only brought me like good things to my game, and also like girls that I'm still super close with today. So I w- I mean I loved indoor. I yeah. would totally recommend it. But yeah, because yeah. beach is such an athletic game. Oh yeah. Where you just have to be so good at so many different things and a lot of also just weird things that you can't really teach just like instinctual (laughs) reaction plays where you're just like i don't know why i did that but i did it and it worked yeah i feel like playing multiple sports is just so beneficial to everyone yeah like lexi played lexi and played soccer soccer, yeah recently not recently found that out but i remember like recently remembered that and i was like that makes sense like there's so many components like molly eberton who played on our team last year was a goalie in soccer and like almost played at sc2 um, and wow. like she was one of the best pole diggers ever, and you're like, yeah. oh, it all translates. Like, it's <laughs> wow, yeah, it's crazy. Well, it makes yeah, sense. I didn't realize how good of a soccer player Lexi was oh, yeah. until before we went on the podcast yesterday. I just like did a little bit of reading of her UCLA bio. Mm-hmm. She was the like a finalist for the Florida Six A Soccer Player of the Year. Yeah, I remember in <laughs> high school, like Whoa. she'd post like half soccer, half beach. Like, oh my gosh, she plays both. Because normally you only hear like indoor volleyball and beach. You never really mm-hmm. hear like yeah. another sport. Yeah. Beach so funny yeah and one uh one other thing that stood out to me about lexi is that you know how everyone like all the colleges they have the like cheesy questions that they ask you for your bio yeah. it's about one of them is, is your volleyball role model and i don't know if sc does that but they do but lexi's was sarah sponsor mm-hmm. which i thought was interesting because that's like the first one i've seen that wasn't misty and carrie yeah and it's like <laughs> oh this might be the start of a new generation totally. where now we're looking up to the sponsors yeah. the Sarah Hughes is. That's what who, mine is in my bio. Who is it? Sarah Hughes. Sarah Hughes? Okay, yeah. there we go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So did you grow up, like, watching AVP? Um, not necessarily. I think I honestly started probably watching AVP towards, like, end of middle school. Okay. But I think I started, once I went, like, beach only started, because I really, I started playing beach, like, end of seventh grade. So it's basically, okay. I, I started going to wave in seventh grade, and it was okay. after then that I started to play. So I, I hadn't really even been super experienced to the sand at all until then. Okay. So, yeah. And mm-hmm. Wave, that's becoming a powerhouse. Oh, yeah. San Diego's a talent pipeline. I think they have, like, pipeline. phenomenal coaches, super awesome girls, too, yeah. that I think are just, like, every time we come home for either winter or summer break, it's, like, so much fun. And everyone's so, like, you play with everybody. It's almost like you forget what college you play for for a second, and, like, everyone just wants to be with each other, like, connect yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's always a blast. Who, uh, who has come out of Wave? Because you played at Wave Sav. Oh, I played at Wave see. Her and Meg. Meg. Meg um, uh, Jaden. Um, the Van Winkles, Van Winkles they, they, they drive down and do the trainings. So I'm just trying to think yeah. of, because when Brooke, I was... Brooke, the, uh, Brooke Buckner. Buckner at okay. She's at Cal. Um, There's a lot of girls, so like, kind of all over yeah. the place, because... Yeah, she did Wave. She did Wave. She did wave. wave. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think of who they... Uh, Mike Plodzik ran a college... 
he did the college clinics in yeah. the, uh, during COVID a lot, and I would go a lot. So I'm trying to think of who. Yeah. I mean, there's Delaney some Carl on my team now, who's a freshman. Yes. So okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's so I feel like there's so many now. Sophie Moore. Yeah. Sophie uh, Moore from UCLA. She, okay. Yeah. She's gonna be a junior this year. Sophomore. Yeah, sophomore. He's one year below you, sophomore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's quite there's a few. Somebody. I'm sure I'll think of some as, as we keep going. But, yeah, because yeah. you think of I mean the. The guys' talent pipeline, San Diego doesn't – I mean, it's Paul Lotman's down there, and that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then all of the, there's so many of the young women coming up, it's okay. like another San Diego. There's yep. another wave. Yep. Uh, another wave. Yep. Like, whatever you're doing down there, Mike and Matt Olson, it's yeah. working. Keep, keep rolling. I know. <laughs> they have a good little crew going down. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Awesome. And they have world champs. You guys won <laughs> the world do. champs. They have a couple. It was very fun to watch that. <laughs> that was a blast. That was like one of the best experiences of my life. Like and super cool people we went with. Like I didn't know. It was like Adam Hartman. We had like Dylan Zaka. That whole like Florida crew. Oh, I didn't crew. know that they mm-hmm. were there. They were all the guys' okay. side. And obviously they were Florida, so we didn't, we didn't yeah. really know them. And I've known obviously Meg and Zolani and Kate for a long time. Yeah. So that was like such a fun experience because I didn't know them, like yeah. the guys. And they are like some of the funniest people I've ever met. Yeah. And then our coaches, we had Jose. Who's obviously oh, gosh, he's so Stein. great. So funny. We oh, and Stein, Stein went yeah, too. We had Stein, wow. who I'd never obviously been coached by, so yeah. that was like such a funny experience. But yeah. it was so fun. Like Thailand also is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been yeah. to. And that was in Phuket? Yeah. Phuket? How do you pronounce Phuket. it? Phuket. Phuket. Yeah, I Way think off. is how you say it. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like beautiful. And then obviously, I mean, Meg is insane. So always play next year. Yeah. So fun. So, yeah. so fun. I went through the list of the teams that you beat. I didn't realize that you guys just smashed Valentina Guattardi who got an Italian. Oh yes. I think you beat they her were the amazing. They had verticals like I'd never seen. Yeah. She has a huge arm. Oh yeah. They, yeah, I think that was in the quarters, but yeah. they were phenomenal athletes. I remember watching, we were scouting them beforehand and I was like, Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember me and Meg, like they're going to be really physical. We had to definitely bring our best game. Yeah. When she got fifth at world champs, world champs. Yeah. That's, that's a good player. They were phenomenal. <laughs> they were, they were very good. Yeah. She had a great year. This year, and I didn't realize that I didn't know where she came from. Mm -hmm. And then I was just scrolling through the teams you beat at World Champs, like, oh, I know that name. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good win. It's really, and after the fact, like watching, because now um, the girl from Ukraine that got third and then actually won U21 that same the next week is now at TCU too. So it's so funny seeing like all those girls from like that tournament are now all coming to the States to play in college, which is so cool. Hector does. An especially good job oh, yeah, of getting the job. international recruits. Are uh, Danny and Tanya, Danny um, and Tanya still at TCU? Mm-hmm. Their last name Alvarez and Moreno. Okay, yeah. the Spaniards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. I was wondering if they're still. They in had a good year overseas too. They're in like yeah, uh, they're they in the Elite Sixteen uh, qualifier for Doha. They're like oh, in wow. there. Like they're that. yeah. I think they got uh, either fourth or fifth in um, Paris. Oh, wow. I was commentating that one, and uh, they beat someone very good to get to um, Kelly Chang and Sarah Hughes. Okay. And Jordan was like, you cover college. What do you know about these girls? He's like, <laughs> I know they just beat a couple of really good teams. Yeah. I didn't expect them to. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. The college game is getting freaking good. Oh, yeah. Really <laughs> Everybody's getting good. It's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Oh. And you're, you're a junior at SC this year, and a true junior, right? Yep. In a red shirt. Junior. And it, you don't get... A COVID year? Nope. You just missed that? Yep. I okay. was senior coming in, so okay. no COVID year. So what did you do during your COVID year then? That's that's oh, kind of a strange one. Did you graduated high school? It was super strange. Yeah. yeah. So we, I remember we were in, when it all like started to go down, 
me and Meg were in Guam playing um, in like okay. a FIBB. Well, one star, right? Yeah, it was one star. And it was like first time I had traveled to play internationally. It was super okay. fun. And I remember like This was coming, right before your graduation, huh? This was in um, March. Was the end, like I want to say like the last week of February. It okay. was two weeks before And you were supposed we to graduate in June. School. Yeah. Okay. Yep, yep. And so that was when I first started like really hearing about COVID like affecting like maybe flights home and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I was like, oh, this is kind of freaky like yeah. it was still everything was up in the air and then we came home and then we went the next weekend to cincinnati for that av it was like an avp next i think yeah. mm-hmm. um and then that's when everything was like oh i'm gonna come home and not have um school we came home and i remember i think we came home late and i went we went like straight to school and i remember like i left school early just to go home or something yeah. and they were like oh you're like two week break and then all of a sudden that was my last day of high school it was oh so weird, gosh. and I, like, never... I think about it all the time, like, if I went back to high school right now, like, my professors, like, you never said bye to any of them, yeah. or, like, yeah. the people that oh, you sat by time. that, like, you weren't even really that close with, but you're yeah. like, oh, I'll probably, like... I don't know if I'll ever see those people again. It's so weird, but yeah, we, thankfully, like, there was a court. Um, it was, like, me, Meg, um, Sophie Moore, Mike, and this other family that... Um, she now goes to Tulane, but she... Um, <clears throat> they had, like, a court in their um, kind of, like, community, so we would just go every few days and just have like a little small group because obviously we weren't able to do big groups then. And then we would kind of like every once in a while try and go play. Then it would just be me and Meg when like obviously we were being really careful about COVID at that time. So it was such this weird up in the air like do we practice? Do we not? Like yeah. what are we able to well, do? Well, because San Diego was so locked down. Oh, like yeah. I remember we like what we the beaches were closed. So it was we felt guilty almost like yeah. training at all. Oh yeah. It was, it was weird. Cause sometimes it like me and Meg would just go out or like, I'd just go out and like do stuff with my dad. Cause yeah. you're like, you just didn't know. Yeah. Um, and then I was just trying to lift on my own and stuff, which was super weird at the time. Like trying to yeah. come up with home yeah. exercises, yeah. <laughs> like thinking about it, I forget about it all the time, but that was a very different year. But, um, it was definitely scary knowing that I was going to be going to college though. Yeah. In, like August and I had to like re-remember like I was honestly pretty worried for school because like no once we were done we did online school but basically our role was your grade wasn't allowed to be lowered and so okay. you kind of just did whatever you did if you needed to get your grade higher so the school you were doing was very minimal at that point and so I was like oh I gotta get like back into my school grind yeah. and then <laughs> yeah. that was such that fall because we weren't technically allowed to be there for like in-person classes yeah so and we also weren't allowed to be there for volleyball so we didn't start okay. training until the first day of December so I didn't have any fall at all my freshman year which was super bizarre Man. which many schools yeah. weren't able to either so what a weird I know gosh what a weird time it was such a it was such <laughs> a bizarre time what was that yeah. experience like you're like I just remember my freshman year when I got there and we did like team dinners and all these different things because like we want to, it's like hang out with the freshmen. But as a freshman, what was that experience like when you, you couldn't really even hang out with anyone? Did you like have a roommate in the dorm? So we had to get an off campus like apartment because there Mm -hmm. were no on campus dorms. So the only, I lived with um, a diver then I lived with Olivia Bakos who was on my team and then a non-athlete named Elsa, um, which was super fun. We had like a great little apartment, but it was super weird because in the month of December, at that point, the rule was, like, if we were seen with anybody on the team outside, like, even, like, at lunch, mm-hmm. like, you were on protocol. Like, you were fully on, like, lockdown. Yeah. So it was this weird thing in terms of trying to get to know your teammates because you couldn't really. And I remember, like, Joy tried to do a good job of, like, texting us or just being, like, I'm Joy. Like, you know, like, Sammy <laughs> yeah. was, like, whatever because you can't really. 
I mean, it's so hard to even get to know each other. So yeah. that was weird. But then once we were able to actually like go to practices consistently in the spring yeah. before season, we obviously had a pretty short time of like trying to get to know each other. But I mean, we all gelled super, like super fast, which was awesome. We had such a really cool team that year. Very I feel special like people. it's uh, one of those ironic things where it's so hard to bond with your teammates. But then when you get an opportunity to do so, because you've all been through some really weird and yeah. hard stuff, yeah, absolutely. it makes it also easier to bond over something because you immediately have a common obstacle that you're overcoming. Totally. And we had a lot of new girls that year, too, because we had transfers coming in. Um, we had Julio was coming in and then um, obviously all of our freshmen. We just had like a pretty new team. And so it was, I think everybody was just refiguring out, you know, like the team and everything. But every, once we all were together, it, like we clicked super fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that had to have been especially strange for you as a freshman coming in where you don't know. You're obviously very talented. But you don't know how to assimilate oh, yeah. to a new team. That's, no way. That has a history of a history of just huge success. How did you navigate that of just kind of introducing yourself? Yeah. But, you that know? was yeah. a stressful time of <laughs> okay. not even really having like that fall where you can play those fall tournaments and like where like the first time I ever put a USC jersey on was my first game. And, like, that was really stressful. And, I, I mean, wow. I lost my first ever volleyball, like, my first ever game because yeah. I, like, fully blacked out. I don't remember it. Like, yeah. I so was nervous. just yeah. so nervous because yeah. I never – I was a freshman. I was playing with a fifth year. Like, I was super nervous. So that, like, experience of January until the end of February was just this weird, like, everybody was playing with everybody, everybody like, every day. We had such a small amount of time to figure out a lineup, to figure out who worked with each other, like – who was going to play, who wasn't. Like, I was obviously really nervous because I didn't have anything to compare it to. Yeah. So I didn't know if what I was doing was good, if, if it was That's bad, so, yeah, anything. But, um, I mean, Gustavo was amazing. Gustavo was, like, pretty much everybody's second dad. He's super good yeah. about just calling and checking in. Like, he would always check in on me and make sure I was doing well because not only were you dealing with, like, the stress of volleyball, but you were also dealing with the stress of COVID and doing all your online classes, which were obviously a struggle um, and just like figuring out college, being away from your family, but basically like being by yourself too, yeah. which is such a weird thing to navigate. But like looking back at it, I'm like, oh, that, that was so weird. But at the same time, I'm almost glad I didn't have a year of normal college. I then went into COVID cause I had nothing to compare it to. True. So I was like, oh, this is cool. I'm on my own. I just get to go practice. Like yeah. in my eyes, it really, it, obviously it was not the best situation, but in my eyes, I was like, oh, it's this college, like, it was so exciting to me still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm almost glad I had that situation and I didn't have, like, a taste of real college. It just only got better after that. Like, this yeah. is so bad because <laughs> yeah. now, I mean, last year was, like, one of the best years of my exactly. life because I was like, oh, this is college. Like, I'm able to see my teammates. Mm-hmm. I want to see people, like, fully, like, <laughs> have take a social advantage. Life, yeah. yeah, like, yep. take advantage of an actual yeah. fall, playing fall tournaments. Like, Sit in a lecture hall. <laughs> oh, my gosh. My first class, I remember, I was like, this is so bizarre. I'm in yeah. a classroom. Like, it was Man. so weird. But, yeah, it was definitely tough to navigate, but at the same time, like, I had Meg was going through the same thing as me. All of our freshmen were going through the same thing. Like, yeah. I had a group of people that I was able to kind of lean in on yeah. and everything. Who yeah. else is in your freshman class? Right now, it's me, Megan Kraft, Caitlin Cummings, and Olivia Baker. So it's the four okay. of us. And then the nurses, are they one year older? They are one year older, but they have a COVID year. So technically, they're our year of okay. eligibility. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can, I can never get it straight. I know. <laughs> She's technically rare. like Lexi Denneberg's year. Like that whole class that's okay. seniors right now, they have a fifth year. So they're all yeah, kind so of the same. Yeah, technically, they are all my year, Yeah. which is so weird. But yeah, yeah. like Devin and all yeah. them are like technically yeah. juniors. Yeah. <laughs> do you feel gypped? Like, yeah. Sometimes it. I'm like, oh, because everyone's like, oh, what do you? gonna do for your fifth year because everyone kind of forgets and right. like play indoor i don't, yeah. I don't know yeah. like, I don't it's like i'm either graduating or i'm gonna go pick another sport yeah. Yeah. same college so 
I don't know. I think it's funny that it's assumed now, especially in beach volleyball, that everyone's yeah. just going to take a fifth year. Fifth yeah. year. And normally yeah. all those people taking fifth year are going somewhere else. So it's yeah. like, oh, where are you going to go? Yeah. Like everyone's taking advantage of just going to a different school. Yeah. So it's so funny. I feel like beach volleyball is just producing the most master's degrees. Oh, of, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. And like talk about like the top beach volleyball scores, like some of the most insane universities. And yeah. I've always said that, like, I mean, if you want to go to USC, UCLA, Stanford, Berkeley, mm-hmm. like all these insane schools, like, yeah. So cool. Such, like, insane opportunities for people. Yeah. What are you studying? I'm studying communications, and then I minor in sports media. Okay. Oh, Which cool. I love. Yeah, I absolutely love my minor. Welcome to the podcast, then. I know. Yeah. I love it. Is there anything that you want to do with that? Aside, I mean, obviously, um, aside from volleyball. But... Yeah, right now, I think I want to go into PR. Of Like, I don't know. I'm trying to navigate right now if I want to do, like, sports team, agency, or, like, actual, like, sports organization. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, the nice thing about the minor, like, the classes I take, we have, like, tons of guest speakers, and they yeah. are basically like all across the board of sports so it's super cool hearing from them all their different like experiences and how they've navigated internships or that's such a hard thing right now Mm -hmm. is like those players that you play volleyball over the summer you don't do internships like like other people and so now I'm in this position where I'm like oh I'm a junior obviously I want to keep playing volleyball but I also if I want to do something else like I need to figure out kind of like what that could be and so um the twins are actually who got me into that minor Okay. My freshman year, I was like, oh, I, I think I want to minor in something. Wasn't sure. And they were doing sports media. Okay. And I was like, oh, I'll do a class. And then I just like fell in love with it. So that's been super yeah. fun. Like cool. all of my classes I've been able to do with them. Mm. So it's awesome. really cool. Yeah. It, uh, when I was a journalism major, we had a choice between print, uh, radio, or TV. Oh, wow. It was one or the other. Uh-huh. And now you have to do all three. Pretty yeah. much. It's just media. You can't. It's like, well, if you want to major in print media, you're not going to last very long. Yeah. <laughs> it's just such a different world now. It's crazy. Yeah. And USC has a great communications and journalism Yeah. School. I love Annenberg. Like, the building itself is, like, one of the most beautiful buildings I've ever seen. And, like, the whole... They have this whole room, like, dedicated to all these different podcasts or, like, their own, like, TV show, like, they have in there. It's phenomenal. And, like, yeah. the professors I've all had are have been, like, incredible, have, like, taught me so much about, like, that's a good thing is I feel like I don't necessarily know what I want to do, and so it's, like, very cool getting to, like, dabble in kind of every realm of communications and sports, so that's been really cool, and obviously being in LA, it's, like, you're in the heart of all of sports. Yeah, it's, (laughs) when, uh, when I was picking between, because, I mean, the two major sports marketing, or sports markets are New York and LA, Mm -hmm. Like, never New York. Yeah. Like, <laughs> all right, there's beach volleyball out here. There's yeah. good sports journalism out here. Exactly. There's, it was no question. I know. My brother just moved out to New York City, and I was like, good for you. I could not be me. <laughs> I'm going to stay here, me. I think. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, funny. Did you ever play the New York AVP? I didn't. I really hope there's one this year, because I'd love okay. to go out there and go see him and everything. But I, I've always wanted to. I've heard it's really cool. You think there will be one fair. this year? Why did they stop I doing it? I would heavily bet against it. Why? It's so expensive. Just expensive. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the yeah. permits for that pier or Price anywhere. Because I never got to do that one either. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, I know. And Chicago is pretty expensive as well. And I mean, so is Manhattan Beach. But I think mm-hmm. New York is pretty I bet. Nice. It's crazy. Really pricey. Yeah. 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 And I think beach volleyball right now is in a money-saving mode. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure. Um, what made you fall in love with SC? Like, talk about your recruiting process a little bit and, like, your visit and everything like that. Totally. I was really young at the time. So I think when what I was navigating was more like where do I feel like home like I don't even know if I really put in like what do I want to major in stuff like that because I didn't really know at the time um but I tried to see as many like schools as I could and I was kind of just trying to find a school with a balance of 
like where I would succeed in volleyball, but also where I succeed in like my own social life in my school. And like the kind of way I approached all of it was like, if I was to have a career ending injury, like first day of practice, like where would I be the most happy at? Mm -hmm. um, Cause I just know like, who knows what was going to happen. I just wanted yeah. to be in like an environment where volleyball wasn't the only place that was like giving me happiness in college. Um, and I just felt like the second I walked on SE, I just felt like getting to see like all the different, obviously like education you're getting there along with this historic volleyball team. And then along with being, I'm like an hour and a half away from home, which was really nice. Obviously in California, it's one of the most beautiful schools I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And I just, I don't know, once I stepped on campus, I just like couldn't really imagine myself anywhere else. Yeah. And I committed to Anna. Um, it was Anna. And then I was, I don't even know if Dane, I think Dane was a volunteer assistant at that point. You must've been young. Um, yeah, you but it was, it, yeah, I was a freshman. I was 14 at the time and it was wow. Anna and, um, Allie Lamerson. And then I think Dane was the volunteer assistant, Okay, but it's so funny now that it's, it was totally different. I totally remember my junior year <laughs> yeah. when the whole coaching thing changed. Because Dane's no been there idea. your whole the whole time. Yeah, yeah. it's been yeah. Dane and Gustavo. And yeah. our volunteer assistants have been changing. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna take a quick break from the show. Not just any break. This is the Waikia water break. Now Waikia has been keeping us hydrated all year long. Not just with any ordinary water. This is Hawaiian volcanic water. In all those bottles you saw, what's really cool is that they're made up of 100% post-consumer recycled ocean-bound plastic. So what that means is that each bottle helps remove the equivalent of five bottles from ocean-bound beaches, waterways, and cities. So they're not just keeping us hydrated. They're helping out the environment too. And try, that's not the only cool thing they're doing. That's right. They're giving back to those in Hawaii through the Kokua Initiative, which supports the local food banks and the nonprofits out there. Another really cool thing is that they make coffee. I'm a big coffee fan, so I'm excited to drink this product. And for every pound of coffee purchased, Waikia donates a book to a child through its literacy program. So use promo code SANCAST online at waikia.com to receive 20% off your order. You can also pick some up at 7-Eleven. Live healthy, live sustainably, live ethically, live aloha at waikia.com. Thank you guys, the listeners, for giving support to the sponsors, which then allows us to continue supporting us. It's a virtuous cycle. We love it. We love that you're listening. We love that the sponsors are on board. And we love that Wilson Volleyball has been with us since day one. Almost five years now, Wilson has been working with the boys, and we love those guys. We love the volleyballs they make, the ball carts they make. We love the apparel that they make. I saw Troy Field playing golf with the golf clubs that they make. We love Wilson. Love everything they got, love everything they put out there, and as do you. And to get a 20% discount of all Wilson materials, just the volleyball stuff, get use the discount code SANDCAST-20. All right, that's SANDCAST-20 to get 20% off all Wilson materials. I mean, I'd say that off-season's coming up, but there's really no off-season. But at this point in the year, you probably need to restock up on volleyballs. I know I have. I just put in an order for 15 more. It's about time for you to do the same. So use the discount code SANDCAST-20 to restock on all Wilson volleyballs, the best beach volleyball in the game. This podcast is also brought to you by Athletic Greens. And guess what? 
Try and I just signed on another year-long contract with Athletic Greens, keeping the partnership going because it is one of the best partnerships we could have for this podcast. If you guys aren't on Athletic Greens yet, if you're not taking those scoops of those green veggies, I cannot recommend it enough. I haven't been sick in two years because of Athletic Greens, and we bring it on the road. They have these awesome little travel packs that they bring. you can bring on the road with you. I bring them everywhere. I haven't missed a day in the last year and a half or so pretty much ever since me and try started working with them it's basically a multivitamin the the best multivitamin on the block it's cheap it's less than three dollars a day which it might sound expensive but if you're investing in your health it's cheaper than your cold brew coffee habit it's cheaper than the lattes and it's way better for you all right, it's it's the the best all-in-one nutritional insurance you can get. I mean, Joe Rogan, he has it. Tim Ferriss is promoting it. Michael Gervais promoting it. Andrew Huberman's promoting it. All the big dogs are. We're just the little dogs here at Sandcast, and we're promoting it, and we stand by it. Me and Try, we've been healthy all season long, despite playing two huge schedules this year. And Try's got another couple big ones coming up with Olympic qualifying. And the best way we're fueling ourselves: Athletic Green. And you can fuel yourself the same way by using our code athleticgreens.com slash sandcast. All right, that's where you get our partner deal. You will get five free packs and a year's supply of their vitamin D. That is a year's supply of vitamin D. Now, we're on the beach. We get a lot of it anyway, but you can always use more. It's so good for your immune system. It's so good for your overall health. So that is athleticgreens.com slash sandcast. That's where you will find our partner deal. So I cannot encourage you enough to pick up some athletic greens today. If you love the podcast and want to show how much you love the podcast, then get some Sandcast merchandise. We've got t-shirts, we've got tank tops, we've got coffee mugs, hats, long sleeves, sweatshirts, backpacks, you name it. If you go to sandcastmerch.com, you can find virtually anything you want. And if there's nothing in our store that you don't that you want, you can just send us an email and we'll make it for you. That's how easy it is. So if you want to rock your the merch of your favorite podcast today, tomorrow, whenever you want to get it, go to sandcastmerch.com and start rocking some Sandcast apparel. Looking for a book to read? Well, I know the absolute perfect one. If you're listening to this podcast, that means you are obviously a volleyball fan of some sort, be it indoors or beach volleyball. And that means that you have probably heard of a guy named Ken Steffes. And if you haven't, well, you can flip open our book, Kings of Summer. You can find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, anywhere books are sold. You can find our book, Kings of Summer, The Rise of Beach Volleyball. Now, Ken, he didn't do interviews for like 20 years after his retirement when he was 30. He's the most dominant beach volleyball player of all all time. He won more than half the tournaments he played. He won the 1996 Olympic gold medal with Karch Karai, and we wrote all about it. We had the first inside look of the rise of beach volleyball from the first professional tournament in 1976 up until those 1996 Atlanta Games, the first that beach volleyball was in the Olympics. I had an absolute blast working on this book with Kent, and Kent had a blast writing on it. He's been writing a ton on Facebook. He is back in the beach volleyball game, and the best, I mean, it's honestly... It's the work that I'm probably more proud of than anything that I've done because it it had interviews from all the greats. It had Sinjin Smith, it had Karch Karai, it's got Randy, Dodd, Hovland, and then Kent's there the whole time, his voice going in and out and writing it with me. And if you're a fan of old school beach volleyball, if you're a fan of beach volleyball at all, if you're a fan of volleyball or the Olympics or just stories of greatness, that is the one for you. So go ahead, go to Amazon and pick up a copy of Kings of Summer today.
Yeah. Wow. Where else did you look? Um, I looked at UCLA. Um, I looked at Stanford. I went to U of A, which I loved. Um, and then I talked to some other schools just on the phone, but yeah. I, I never ended up visiting. Okay. Yeah. Mm. It's, uh, it's so funny for me just growing up in Maryland where we had like two options to go to school, really. It was either mm. University of Maryland or you're going to the little school that was basically high school's 13th grade. <laughs> And that was it. Those were our options. I applied to two schools. Mm-hmm. And I come out here and so many people are like, yeah, I applied to 20. Yeah. I looked at this school. There's just so many options out so here. Many it's, options. It's, it's hard crazy. enough to make a decision like I that. <laughs> I know. It was like, I almost like I look back and I'm like, I can't believe. I'm so glad that they've now like implemented a role where you can't commit till junior year just because I feel like at that point, it's like I didn't even know what I was eating for breakfast that morning, let yeah. alone like what I wanted to go to school and yeah. like study. Um, so I'm obviously, I'm very happy I made the right decision, but it is such like a scary decision to make at that age. And so I'm very glad that they, they definitely upped the age of when you should commit, which is yeah. good in my opinion. And what a, what a cool team for you to come in on. We mentioned you graduated 13 this year mm-hmm. and there's 13 really talented players. Yeah. I mean, Julia Scholes won an AVP, Harvard won an AVP, Tina has won back-to-back European championships, yeah. is in mm-hmm. the Olympics. You probably the learning curve you had was probably pretty steep in the best way. Oh yeah, it was phenomenal. I mean, like being a freshman stepping onto that was really nerve wracking because I was. I mean, obviously you're like playing next to some of the most like insane volleyball players I've yeah. ever seen. But then I think once I got to know everyone off the court and I realized like how phenomenal they are as people, it made me so much more comfortable because I realized like okay, they're normal people too. And they are like absolutely amazing people that I still am so glad. Like I talk to them all the time still now, which is great. Um, but it was something like we had two phenomenal coaches, but then you also had 23 coaches as well because you were learning so much from just like whether you were playing next to someone, but also just watching and like it was such a humbling experience sitting against Tina Gradina and (laughs) Julia and Meg. I mean, still like all of them every day of practice because I always felt like our hardest competition was practice. Like we, I mean, practices were so competitive. People were like going at it. Like people were yelling, like Julie and Haley's relationship is always so funny. They're so competitive with each other. And I remember like, especially last year when me and Julie were playing together and then Tina and Haley, those like little, we'd always play each other at practice all the time. And it was so funny because like you could tell there's a lot of people would always be watching because Julie and Haley just go at it. Yeah. But it's a funny go at it, but, like, Haley will try and, Because they're like, literally best friends, too. Best it's so friends. funny. They're, like, I mean, they're practically family at this point, but their relationship always has cracked me up because they go at it with each other. And, yeah. like, I remember whenever we'd play Haley, Julie was like, we're not losing this. We're going all... Like, <laughs> it's almost like... But it was so nice because I put myself in such a mental space of, like, this is a real game so yeah. much in practice playing against these girls that like once I got to a game I was like oh it's just a game like it's what I've been doing yeah um but they've taught me so much not only like about volleyball and like mindset but just like I've learned so much from them off the court like Sonny Villapondo who transferred into the team last year is like one of the most incredible like people I've ever met I think she has like an outlook on life that I've never met um so it's like so cool they were so different every single one of those seniors last year and my freshman year were such different people that it was so funny because you were able to learn such different things from all of them. But for some reason, we all just gelled so well being so different, which I think is what made us good is that we didn't have a bunch of the same people. Like everybody had their own passions, had things that they loved that were different than everyone else. But like everybody had the same common goal of beach was your priority and everyone went all in, which was so awesome. Yeah. And I think that 
all those differences are probably why you guys do get along so well. Yeah. <laughs> when you get two people who are the same on the same team, you're almost competing of who's going to play that role. Yeah, yep. that's so <laughs> true. We had everybody in every different role. Like we had, that was the one nice thing too coming into this year of kind of taking in that older role is like I had 13 different captains in my eyes last year <laughs> that um, all were different captains in their own way. Cause like last year it was, Julia, Sammy, and Tina were our three captains, and the three of them are so different. Like, Sammy yeah. was more the girl that was going to give us the information, was, like, kind of the the little line between coaches to team, make sure everyone's on the same page, where Tina was more, like, the lead by example. This is how you do it. You know, yeah. everyone loved to watch Tina. And then Julia was more, like, not the stern one, but wanted to make sure, like, okay, this is how we do things, you know, yeah. keep everyone in line. Also, Julia, she's, like – 12 at heart so yes. <laughs> you have to it's, it was like the perfect balance of making sure people are in line as well as like being the lighthearted Julia um so it was cool like now coming into this role that I am now I felt like I was able to learn so much from them in what worked what didn't work like what made us successful so that's been really cool trying to implement all those things that they've done into the team that we're on right now yeah do you view yourself as a leader of this team now I mean, um, because you've accomplished so much yeah. You are, I mean, just a junior, quote unquote, but I feel like <laughs> experience wise, you know, you might as well be professional. <laughs> you had to grow up kind of fast with COVID and the older fast. team and everything yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, I definitely would see myself as a leader. I think I just, I definitely, I knew what it took to like make a winning team and then how to replicate it with new girls. And so okay. I think I caught on to those habits that all those girls did last year. And so I think I just tried to replicate that and like put that into all the new girls, um, kind of heads this year and just like kind of this is how we do it I've tried to you know guide everyone and they've been like sponges like our freshman class I've never seen like a group of girls grow like thinking about where they were the first day to today is like insane yeah. I mean they all have just been like so open to wanting to get better grow get out of their comfort zone and stuff which has been awesome and then let alone like our three transfers as well have just been you know they've they've also it's been cool to see like what worked on their team what they're trying to implement with us and what they also want differently it's been really cool I feel like Everyone is on like that's on our squad this year. All has just like the mindset of just wanting to put go all in and like are super open to adapting. You know, right now we, I mean, we obviously have no set lineup. Everyone can kind of play with everyone right now, which is really cool. I feel like everyone's super open to playing with whoever, just whatever's going to work for us to win the most, which is really, it's a cool experience. Like, definitely not what I've been on the past two years. You know, there's been a little bit more of a set, like, okay, I think they'll play together. I think they'll play together, but this year, it's such coin toss, which has yeah. been a blast. And then, like, I think we have a very special group that everyone's open to that. Like, mm-hmm. nobody's set on, I only want to be with her, or I only want to be yeah. with her, you know, which has been so awesome. Yeah, it's fun. And uh, kind of in, in writing or creative endeavors, we call it kind of a, a blue sky period. Yeah. Where you just have anything goes. Totally. You just brainstorm whatever. Mm-hmm. And those were, uh, the guy who wrote The Office, BJ Novak, mm-hmm. he said they would have a month of it with when they were writing the next season of The Office, <laughs> where it could be like, Jim and Pam get married on the moon. Yeah. If it's a terrible idea, it doesn't matter. We're just, all ideas go, and it's such a fun phase. That's awesome. And that's what me and Tri always do that when we're game planning for, like, what we want to do with the podcast this Mm -hmm. year, all kinds of different stuff. We just come up with all kinds of, like, 100 ideas, 98 are horrible. (laughs) And then two are like, oh, those are are good. It's just fun to brainstorm stuff. Yeah. And that's kind of the phase that you guys are in with SC right now. Totally. It's funny to hear, like, from my perspective, I know you so well, and, like, especially the girls that I played against that were, like, my year and stuff, I know everyone so well, but talking to you versus talking to Lexi yesterday. She's telling us about everything and I'm sitting there listening to her like I already know all this information yeah. and talking to you it's like there's so many unknowns like although I know all these girls and I like 
you know, Joy Dennis and all these people I've totally. played against for so long. It's just, it's funny hearing about your team culture when like, Absolutely. I have no idea. Like, I think I know people, but like, you never know the ins and outs of a team unless you're on the team. So it's just kind of fascinating that, like, for me. Totally. We've yeah. talked about that a lot lately too. Like how important it is to keep everything like in house and mm-hmm. like that you don't want a lot of people to know what's going on because yeah. at the end of the day, like if you show up to a game and everyone looks normal, even though something, an injury or something could be happening that nobody knows, like that's perfect. You don't yeah. want anybody else to know until like after season or whatever. So it's so funny. Like I also, I love like talking to all you guys. Cause like yeah. you have no idea what's going on in the, like during season, you have no idea how people are or like what's going, you know? So that's always oh such a funny gosh, thing. It, it is so funny. And I, uh, I want to touch on, like, I feel like you're just such a big advocate for like mental health stuff too. Yeah, and that's absolutely. something that you've kind of, um, you know, made present throughout your time in college and maybe even a little bit before. So I kind of want you to touch on that a little bit. Um, it's always been, I feel like a super big passion of mine. I think being in athletics, you're kind of dealt with a lot of situations that are really hard to deal with. And it's almost like in athletics, you're kind of supposed to figure it out on your own. And that's kind of how you grow. And I think it takes a toll on a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And obviously I'm so happy it's starting to get talked about more, but I feel like there's even so much more that could be talked about. Um, I think like whether you're going through an injury and how that affects your mental health. If you're coming in as freshmen, like we've been trying to help our freshmen a ton because obviously as, like I said earlier, like they're all from out of state. They're in like a completely new environment. It's not like they're from Newport beach and can drive home every weekend. Like they are in a completely new place and it takes a toll. Like you're Mm -hmm. in so many new environments, obviously like the competition aspect is crazy. Also with beach volleyball, you know, everybody. So it's like, not only do you want to win, but like you want to beat this girl because you've known her for the past five years or you have history or like, you know, it's so much more personal. So I feel like it just takes a dive and I don't know why it's, I obviously I know why it's not talked about a lot because it's a scary situation, but I feel like once last year was such a big thing with our team, we talked about everything. Like I talked anything I was struggling with, like I was struggling with an injury last year that I had to keep super in house and it was super hard to deal with. Like it was affecting like, every day and so it's almost like you have to just pick people on your team and just like almost just pour your heart out sometimes because yep. like you end up realizing almost half the team's probably going through the same thing yeah. just nobody wants to talk about it um so I've always just tried to make people comfortable talking like that's been something that I've tried to do this year with such a new squad to just like talk about it because I think when people keep it in is when it'll just implode yeah yeah it's it's weird because you know if you're if you have tendonitis in your knee yeah you know how to, to get it better. Totally. It's just rest and you do a little rehab. But if you're burned out mentally, there's no real recipe. No. And everyone's so different that it's it's such a hard thing to talk about because what works for me isn't going to work for Savvy. Exactly. What works for Savvy isn't going to work for you. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's just strange because there's no prescription you can give. It's just like, well, I don't know, drink some food, eat yeah. some water, and sleep. It's such like a gray area because <laughs> yeah. it's like, why don't you focus on your mental health as much as your physical health? Like, if they're probably equally as important especially Mm -hmm. like in a game like beach volleyball that's so mental it's like I've always said everyone's good and the top teams like Mm -hmm. anybody can win any day and it kind of just comes like who's mentally stable in that game and who can like not get you know super mental if they shake a ball or if they hit a ball out you know Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's what is I feel like that's what made our team really good last year is I knew a lot of those girls like you could ace them twice and their mentality would be the exact same yeah they would be fine They'd, they'd side out and they'd be good and, like, that doesn't just – that's not just, like, athletic mental stability. It's, like, your own mental, like, being confident in yourself. I mean, there's, like, two different kinds of, like, totally. mental struggles. It's, yeah. like, the actual on-the-court in-game pressure situation. And oh, then yeah. there's, like, the off-the-court day-to-day struggles. So yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting that you bring that up. And I think from my 
my personal experience with just being a super anxious person. And a lot of times you just feel like you're the only one in the entire planet going through it. And the more you're open about it and you talk about it, you either help other people or other people help you. And it's, you know, they say like misery loves company. Like it's kind of one of those things where like you hear other people are struggling with the same things. It almost makes you feel better because you're just like, I'm not alone. Cause that's one of the scariest things is like feeling like you're going through all this stuff alone. And I think, you know, colleges and sports in general have done a lot, um, more in recent years to like have like team sports sites or individual sports sites and stuff like that. So it's, it's getting better for sure. But I just commend you for sticking with that and helping because just like you said, being on a team, it's, it's so hard. And although you're on a team with 20 or so girls, like there's still times where you feel very alone and you feel like no one's going through what you're going through and you can almost guarantee someone else is going through it as long as you guys talk about it. And it's hard for some people to be open, but I think that's just an amazing thing that you're doing. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. What are some things that you've, that you found have been helpful that work for you? Um, I've always, I've always felt like I have to separate myself from volleyball. Like I have to separate like who I am as a volleyball player, because I've always said like, if I put my all in like everything into volleyball where like I identify myself as a volleyball player, like if I have a bad practice, like my day's bad. And like Mm -hmm. I was at that point one time, like when I was trying to figure out volleyball and everything, like I... If I had a bad tournament, like, I had a bad week. Yeah. And I realized, like, I can't let that happen, especially, like, if I want to pursue this after college. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to have tons of lo- losses. And, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't – that's just not going to work, obviously. Um, so I've just always felt like I needed to have passions off the court. And I've always remembered, like, if I lose a game, I still can go call my family, and I still can go call my boyfriend. I can go call my brother. I can call my friends. You know, like, I have an outlet that I realize – I'm just as much myself off the court as I am on. And I think that's kind of been more my thing. Like you got to find something that makes you as passionate about volleyball because at one time in your life, you're going to get to an age where you can't play volleyball anymore. Then it's like, you don't want to be that person that you feel like you just, obviously everyone's going to feel like they lost a chunk of them, but like you still want to feel like you have an identity to you. And that's something I've always tried to navigate. It's just having like an outlet of something that I'm able to go to. And like that, I feel like that's made me, Julia Schools is probably someone who's taught me this the most of just like perspective and realizing like everything is practically almost bigger than volleyball. Like your life is so much bigger than volleyball. And at times when you're in college, you feel like, this win is it's everything. your whole life. Yeah. Like yeah. I have to, I will never be especially happy. when Absolutely. the duel comes down to your game or something <laughs> oh like gosh, that. It's two, yeah. two and you're playing. And yeah. It's so stressful. Yeah. And I remember just Julia, like would it go would approach every game? Just, Oh, I'm so excited to play. Like, this is great. Like at, we would be in such stressful situations and I'd feel no stress from her. And I always asked her, I'm like, why, why do you feel that way? And she's just like, there's just so much things bigger than volleyball. Like, She's very openly religious and she just like has an outlet that she's so passionate about and it just makes her feel so much less stressed and have that, you know, mental side. And I feel like that's really what showed me like I just need an outlet, something that like makes me feel the same way. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that's something I've tried to help a lot of girls on our team too. If anybody's struggling with that, just having something that makes you feel worthy because sometimes you put that in volleyball then you have a bad couple days and you're like oh my life's over uh, this yep. is terrible my yep. <laughs> parents are going to disown me because i Absolutely. can't pass you're like <laughs> totally you like go to the darkest thing right away and you're yeah. like it's just not that deep yeah <laughs> well this is why i think it's great too that you're doing a minor in sports media too because this is just another thing that you know and i'm still trying to figure out we're also trying to figure out like what is our identity off the court like we spend so much time doing this especially post-college when like you're not on a team it's all individual and I've had a lot of people like ask me like, what are your passions outside of volleyball? And I'm like, I mean, I have things that I'm passionate about, but all I do is like wake up Absolutely. and like 
thinking about how to be the best volleyball player, how can I, you know, planning seasons, and you know, what, what to do with my partner and all these different things. And so I think it's important that you're doing something like that, that, you know, if you're having a bad day or just to have some sort of outlet, you have something else that you're passionate about because you, you're, it's inevitable. If you continue playing the sport, you're going to have good and bad days, good and bad tournaments, weekends, whatever. Yeah. So I think that's another great thing, like just to have that outlet and get that, you know, sorted soon. Cause we were talking to Lexi about, um, you know, learning how to manage in the weight room and learning how to like overcome injuries and do all these different things and how so you mentioned the same thing. It's, it's cool that all of you guys, I mean, I look at you guys like you're so young, but you're, you guys are like, you know, you're women now and you, yeah. you're so mature. And so hearing both of you guys say, you know, my life is more than just volleyball, you know, especially come from two girls who I've known it's like dedicated so much to the sport. I think it's really special seeing like, I don't know. It's just weird. Like seeing you guys grow up through the sport and seeing how mature you guys have gone, how much you've grown over the years. It's yeah. really a special thing. I mean, I can't wait to watch you guys play this, this season. It's, it's, I feel older and older. It's, it's just weird, <laughs> but yeah, I'm just proud of, I'm proud of you and then what you've done. And I'm not a Trojan fan, obviously, but I'm, all, I'm always rooting. I'm always rooting for you and, and Meg, you know, like my that. little sisters. It's, it's exciting. What are you looking forward to most this season? What am I looking to forward most? I think just having a new group to like experience. Yeah. Like some of my favorite memories don't even have anything to do with volleyball. Like it's the travel and it's the yeah. hotels and stuff like that, which is just so funny. And we have such a funny group this year that I think that's going to be a blast. But also just like my biggest goal this year, just like being adaptable, just being ready to kind of be thrown in wherever right now, just as we're trying to figure out kind of all those puzzle pieces. So I'm really excited just to see, like, we've been working absurdly hard, like, in the weight room and conditioning, like, our conditioning tests this year compared to all years previous have been way harder. We have a new weight coach, and she's phenomenal. Her name's Madison. Like, she's changed everyone's games, but people are, like, going to their brink right now, and it's so <laughs> cool seeing people, like, get there, and you're like, I know, like, I was talking to Olivia about this, like, we do a beat test, and, like, um, we both PR'd yesterday or two days ago and we were like, if we Woo! would have told like freshman year us that we would have done that, we would have laughed in our yeah. face. Cause we're like, it's just crazy to see how far you can push yourself. And it, I think I'm just excited to see all of that work be put into place into competition because yeah. I think not that people are counting us out, but I think we, we graduated a ton of starters. And yeah. so it's this question mark of what is SC going to be? And I have, like, full faith in this team, like, so much. I think, like, not only are these girls, like, special humans, but I think they're just, like, absolute phenomenal volleyball players. So yeah. I'm just – I'm really excited. I'm yeah. just excited to see everything finally go because I feel like it's been the longest preseason ever. Yeah. 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 SC's got a little edge this year. Yeah. I know. I'm excited. It's going to be really fun. Because <laughs> usually have, you guys yeah. are coming in, it's like, well – I was I don't just know saying, how lose. Yeah. And this year it's like, well, you lost a lot. Yeah. US UCLA is bringing everyone back, yeah. and so now I feel like SC, this is one of the first times where people are looking at like, oh, SC's minor underdog. Yeah. Which is probably kind of fun. It's going to be really fun, and <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm super excited. I think just everyone on the team right now has just the right mindset, so I'm just I'm excited to see it all be implemented. And I mean, it's just cool seeing everyone work so hard. And I think all those girls that are coming in are very aware that. You know, we lost a lot of people, but also I think we're taking it more as, like, this is what they left. Like, those yeah. girls left the jersey they wore way better than they found it, and, like, it's waiting for you now. And, like, I feel like, I mean, we are going to put a lot of trust in the freshmen this year. Obviously, we need we need a lot of new girls, so it's going to be it's gonna be really fun. I'm yeah. excited. Well, watching mm -hmm. you play, 
I really enjoy it because you, like we're speaking of mentality, I mean, you look like you're a mental fortress. You play with so much swagger. I remember watching you and Meg in Thailand. I think I was watching with Tim Brewster. We were playing somewhere and we were watching the stream. I was like, she has so much swagger. <laughs> Thank you. That's funny. Where did you, uh, where did you develop that? Because it's like you and Meg are so different both in your personalities and probably yeah. leadership style and playing style. Yeah. Like, like you're like this swaggering player, like so much confidence. <laughs> then Megan is just like this sweet, like, yeah, I'll block you six yeah. times. Yeah. Meg, like, <laughs> I'll shrink a ball and Meg will apologize. <laughs> literally. No. Literally. Yeah, yeah. So funny. Um, I don't know. I think I've, I've always realized like if I, I used to let myself get really mad when I'd make errors or I do things and then I just would see it snowball. And then I realized at a point, I was like, I can't keep doing this. I'm just not going to be successful with this. Um, I just always felt like mentality is what wins and loses games. Um, and I felt like that was something I really tried to do last year was just stay steady as much as I could. Just not, I realized how much, like, if you show your emotion, it's so visible to the team you're playing. And that's something I've always tried to catch on on teams that I play. Like, if it's visible, if you ace someone and how they react to it is kind of how you see a bit of how they're feeling inside. And, like, if I see someone get really mad, like, I know they're frazzled and you can yeah. pick on them. So I've always felt like, obviously, playing with two great players, playing with Meg and playing with Julia, like, I'm going to be target. And I knew that going into every game. <laughs> and I was okay with that because I was like, as long as I, like, show the other team that I'm not upset or I'm not frazzled or that they're not getting in my head because sometimes they absolutely would be. Yeah. And, like, I would be freaking out. But as long as I didn't show it, I knew that they didn't know that. And so that's always tried try to been keep everything inside and then I can let it out after the game and I can yeah. reassess. But yeah. as long as, like, the other team doesn't know whatever's going on in my head, then I'm going to be just fine. Like, I feel like Meg has done – Meg's, like, one of the best people I see at it. Like, you never know what's going on in Meg's mind. Like, yeah. you never know if she's frazzled, if she's feeling, like, any any emotion. You don't know when she's playing. And I think that's why one of the huge components of how good she is is because you just – you can't pick on her, really, because yeah. she just stays steady. So that's, that's something I've always worked on. Yeah, that's uh... – that's amazing that you have that kind of self awareness at what twenty years yes, old. Yes, twenty. That's a <laughs> that's a skill that's going to be paying dividends for a long time <laughs> yeah. to come, Delaney. Thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah. And well. that's where I mean, circling back to the multi sport background, I think golf taught me the most of any sport I've yeah. ever played. Mm -hmm. Just because it, I mean, you play for four and a half hours, but you're playing golf for three minutes. Totally. The rest of the time you're walking in your head. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I remember I like snap a club or threw it. And I was without it. My dad on the next hole, wherever I hit my drive, he just picked it up and put it exactly where I would have needed that club. <laughs> he was like, it's not going to help much That's when you're getting super angry out there. And mm -hmm. so just managing your emotions is so important yeah. on the court. And that's awesome that you've learned that. <laughs> Sometimes, I mean, I'm not perfect all the time with that. Sometimes it's so easy to do it and I have yeah. totally done it. But I think that's just something I always try and relate back to, especially like if I'm not playing well. I'm like, okay, just get back to, like, you for a second. Like, yeah. I have to be laughing. I have to be talking about non-volleyball stuff, like, two minutes before game time. Because yeah. if I do talk about the game and stuff, I'm going to start, you know, going down a spiral. So, I, yeah. like, Julia would always crack up because she's like, I don't want to talk about what you ate today. <laughs> like, we have games. So, it's, it's always so funny figuring out, like, people's mindset and what they need and everything. Yeah. So funny. yeah. What was it like for you coming in as a freshman? Because we talked about how successful you were as a high school. Like, high school powerhouse wave is really good. You and Meg won world champs. Although that, you were already at USC mm -hmm. by then. But you had come in as kind of the big dog on campus, so to speak, and then you come in at SC, and it's like, holy cow, totally. there's a lot of incredible players. Yeah. I'm interested in what that was like for you. Did you come in knowing that we're going to have to 
humble myself down a couple oh, notches. Oh, absolutely. I think, I think coming in, I knew just from girls previous that have talked to me, it's like whatever you did in high school, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Like the first day you get, you step on that court in college, like everything you've done in the past doesn't matter in terms of like how people see you. It's more just like all of that stuff in high school is just to make you better. And I felt like when I stepped on that court in college, like everyone's equal at that point. Like the coaches aren't going to play you because you won a tournament your junior year. Like yeah. people, like the coaches are going to play you because of how you played in practice coming up to those tournaments. So I think I had to catch on to that really early, but I also was very nervous going into freshman year. Yeah. Like I, obviously I knew I was coming in with phenomenal athletes and I was very nervous. Like I went in not knowing if I was going to be playing or not. Like I was very open-minded to just like put me with whoever and I'll do my best to like give you a win. And so, like, going in and then ending up being put with a fifth year, I was very, very nervous, <laughs> especially not really knowing Joy. I only known yeah. her for about two months at that point. It was new of almost, not only playing with someone that I'm just now meeting, but, like, playing with someone who's played in college for four years. Yeah. So, it was very stressful, but I always just had to kind of relate back to, like, okay, you've done the work, you've done the training, like, just trust it, I think. It was easy. Like my first game when I, I lost very badly, <laughs> I just freaked out and I was like, oh, what are all these people? Like these people expect me to be winning all these games. People are like, yeah. there's so much expectations. And then you realize like, well, everyone that like everyone's opinions really don't matter at the end of the day. Like what people think about you as a player doesn't really matter. It's just yeah. kind of like you're doing you and like you're playing volleyball because you love it. And that's what I always had to relate back to because I was, I think I got really caught up in the opinions and these expectations and mm -hmm. you didn't really have that summer. So everyone's comparing me to what I did my summer of junior year when yeah. Megan and I had a really good summer. So it was a lot of stress in that realm. But yeah. then I'm also like, why should I care about what right. they think, you know? Mm -hmm. But that's so, so much easier said than done. <laughs> yeah, way easier said than done. Yeah. It's, uh, have you read the book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck? I've been wanting to read it, but I have never. <laughs> it's, uh, well, do you have it? My mom, uh, I have it at home. I okay. know I have it. I've seen it, but I've never read I say, it. Because I have it, and if you want to borrow it, Thank feel you. free. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. It seems that. right up your alley. Yeah, I, like I think I'd absolutely. should read it, especially yeah. or any kind of athlete where if you win or lose, you'll hear it on Twitter or Instagram or wherever, and it's just like, well, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And it's so funny because people will get, you know, fired up on whatever people say on Volley Talk. Oh, yeah. I've never gone on that, ever. I haven't life. been me on either, in um, many years, but people will send me screenshots sometimes mm -hmm. of, like... There's, like, terrible things said yeah, on there. Terrible yeah. things. And they're like, can you believe they said this? And I was like, well, have you ever met this person? They're like, yeah. no. I was like, do you even know their name? It's like, no, well, their screen name is Volleyball Lover 20. Yeah. I'm like, why would you care what Volleyball Lover 20 <laughs> exactly. cares about you? I have known, like, anybody that's ever looked at it, you just go down a rabbit hole. I'm like, I will never open up that ever. <laughs> no. Speaking of mental health tools, don't yeah. go on Volleyball. Don't Absolutely. go on Volleyball. Never go that on Volleyball. That will not help your mental health. No. That's for sure. Never, so, ever, ever. Someone so messaged me and was like, oh, Volley Talk has all kinds of great ideas for the podcast. I was oh, like, nope. I was like, listen, we stay in the pride land. We don't go with the hyenas, Simba. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. We're staying out here. That's awesome. <laughs> That's oh, so, so it. what's next for you? When's the first match for SC? First match is February 25th, and I think we open up against Long Beach and GCU. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Who do you think is going to be good this year in college? Obviously UCLA. Yeah. I think solid. everybody. Like, everybody. this fall showed me, like, everybody is good yeah. this year. Um, I think... Obviously, UCLA is going to be a great team. I think Stanford's going to be a great team. Berkeley got a lot of really good transfers. Um, I think FSU is always going to be good. They're coached yeah. very well. Obviously, TCU is going to be a great school. Honestly, like I this year, like playing in fall tournaments, like looking around and realizing there's so many 
schools I've never seen, and then you like see how they play, and you're like, these are great athletes. Yeah. Um, I think this year is going to be really fun. I think it's like finally getting to that point where like it's so spread across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's, it's going to be a blast. Long Beach, I think it's going to be really good as well. They got some transfers, um, and they have just really great returners. So Mm -hmm. it's going to be fun. I think there's going to be like, it's going to be so even this year that it's, I feel like it's going to be a dogfight all the time, which is going to be a blast. It'll be fun to follow. Yeah, absolutely. Did you play in the, uh, tournament in Huntsville? Um, no, I did not. Okay. Um, Because I've been, uh, asked... I don't know if Jaden played it. We asked Lexi about Jayden, it because it was the yeah. first year they did that big Paris tournament, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Who went from SC? We had Ashlyn, Maddie White, Madison Shields, and Bailey, uh, Bailey Showalter. Okay. Yeah. Did they, what did they say about it? I'm just... Um, They said it was definitely different. I think it was just a yeah. weird experience for everybody because nobody had done it before. Yeah. Um, but I remember the weather was really bad. So okay. I think a lot of people were just like, I think a lot of wins and losses happened for everybody. And then I think the weather got super weird. Um, and then I, I don't really remember a lot of like their opinions on it, but I think it was cool seeing like a lot of schools sent a lot of different teams, but I think a lot of like tons of those teams that went probably won't be like partnerships that'll end up being yeah. in college. So I think that was just the interesting part is I know like yeah. a lot of schools sent teams that won't necessarily play together. Yeah. So it's, it, I don't know exactly how it works and translate to like coming up this season. I can't remember if it had point, like if those points translate over i can't remember okay there's, uh, there's a connection of something but i can't okay because it was the first year that they did it right? yeah so it's kind of experimental yeah. mm-hmm. probably figured out yeah mm-hmm. and the golf shores is single in yes the whole um, all the throughout? whole thing starting at 16 <gasps> oh so my it's gosh. single limb from 16 to 84 yeah which is going to be it's i think it starts on a friday there's one you play one friday two saturday one sunday that's it Oh my gosh. And then if you lose, you're done. How crazy. I yeah. didn't know that it was going all to single limb. Yeah, when I was talking to Jaden, she said that, which is wild. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's going to raise the stakes so much. Because, <laughs> I mean, last year, just the first round being single limb was crazy enough. Yeah, that was UCLA crazy. almost lost their that first was one of the first game. game. The UCLA the Stetson match was yeah. <sighs> Tim Brewster is about to faint. Yeah, uh, literally. The airport. Yeah, <laughs> that was Jimmy. The single limb was crazy, and then knowing that that's going to be the same amount of pressure every single yeah. game is going to be. Do you like it? I do. I think yeah. I really like. She's it a mental for... fortress. Remember, you are. A <laughs> I think it's going to be fun this year because now that there is so many good teams, I think it's going to be crazy. Because yeah. I think there's going to it's going to be inevitable. It's going to be a lot of upsets. Um, I like it this year. I just think it's. I think it's fun to play in that environment. Like, yeah. if you go into it with the right, you know, mindset, I think we could do a lot of cool things this year. Yeah. But it's also like I say that, and then I don't know how I'll be able to get there. <laughs> but I mean, it's always like you build everything up, and then you step on the court, and you're like, okay, it's just volleyball. So yeah. it'll be it'll be interesting. I'm excited, but also it's gonna be very nerve wracking. Yeah, it'll yeah. be fun to follow. I know. I'm excited, very much. Delaney Maple. Thank you so much for coming to hang out with us. <laughs> Thank you for having me. A ray me. of sunshine on this rainy day. Oh, no kidding. Stop. Thank you, guys. <laughs> I had so much fun. Thank you for yeah. having me. Where can people follow you uh, at SC? Where can they follow you when you go start dominating AVPs again? Um, Instagram. USC always puts stuff up. Twitter. Anywhere. Yeah. He'll find well, you have an, a You have a different spelling of Delaney. <laughs> yes. It's really weird. It's D-E-L-A-Y-N-I-E. And then maple, like bar. <laughs> or the syrup. Yep, or the syrup. Yeah. <laughs> Going straight to donuts. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Great chatting with you, Delaney. Good Thank luck you. this year. I appreciate it. Thank you. Shoots. Yay. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs>